Blog Talk Radio.
who they are so that they truly can be free according to the word of God. You know, I was reading something the other day, um, and also I was reading something earlier, where it said that the church industry makes upwards of $4.7 trillion a year. And that kind of bothered me because when you look at the $4.7 trillion, which is a lot more than probably most countries even have, but we have it here in the United States and things like that. We have it. We have that kind of money to spend on buildings, uh, elaborate things, and toys. We have it. We have things to uh, to make us feel as if we're important or, or, or wanted or loved, and we, we, we learned over the years to, to buy our way into many things. But then when I started looking at church, which is our mandate, which is, is the called-out assembly, the ecclesia of God, I see that we have followed the path of, of, of the same unrighteousness that the scribes and Pharisees followed. You know, in the scriptures it talks about Jesus, where Jesus was even put out of the synagogues. But yet we create these things to say, well, Jesus went to the temples. Well, Jesus went to the temples too, so so that means it's okay. But in John chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, it says, They will put you out of the synagogues. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you would think that he's offering a service of God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. Jesus was talking about, after he got put out of the synagogues, that you're going to get put out of the synagogues. Have you ever really seriously considered or, or thought about the implications of teaching the word of God the way it is? Do you believe that it's going to be accepted? You know, that's where they got that word communication from. When you look at, at, at that scripture, and particularly, they will put you out of the synagogues. In fact, the time is coming that anyone who kills you will think he's offering a service to God. Now, now people fight against the truth all the time because it's all we know. It's all we know how to do. When people have no foundation for their thinking, they'll accept whatever they were giving, even when it's wrong. Even when it's wrong. Religions are ruled by fear and hate that hides behind a mass of peace and love. Giving mercy from the platform of greed and money, uh, uh, gatherings and, and, and covetousness and all kind of things because it's what we were taught. Many people don't even know what the word worship means. Worship means to prostrate yourself. But we turn worship into a, a service. Literally, worship means prostrate yourself. Get down. Get down before God. But we turned it into a, a concert. Now, I know that a lot of people aren't going to appreciate or even like what I'm saying here today. You know, I've got so many uh, questions about the post that I made the other day about the uh, um, church, which is, you know, catch and release, which is our mandate, which is what we're supposed to do. 
you know, I got a lot of questions and a lot of uh, emails and things like that. But I do want to read to you uh, Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. It says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in, in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom you are also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through faith of the operation of God. Let's go, that's good. Who hath raised him from the dead. That's good, I like that. The operation of God. Now, we have created a mockery of the word of God. We have created a farce, a lie, by setting up the same organizations that they set up in the Old Testament that Jesus destroyed. Now, I'm not going to give you the scriptures that the house is not made with hands or all those kind of things because I'm sure you've probably heard that before about the churches, you know, not made with hands. Now, we may get into it and things like that, but I do want to let you know and understand what is church. The true to see the true church is considered like in Ephesians chapter uh, um, what is it chapter two? It says, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing; it is the gift of God, uh, not as a result of works that anyone may boast." You can boast about a church. You can boast about all these things. You can boast about what you built. You can boast about something that you created. That's why we consider it our church, my church. Come to my church. Come, come, come over here to my church. Come, you want to come, come, come to my church? Because it's something that we created. Now, I am not saying that uh, uh, we shouldn't gather. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we shouldn't meet. I'm not saying that either. But I do want to let you know that when the majority of the Bible was written through letters, it was sent to someone, and it wasn't sent to a building and then read. Oh, you're not hearing me. The church or the ecclesia means the called out ones. How can we continue to be called out when we're left in the sanctity of a building and no one goes anywhere? Well, we do evangelize. We do evangelism, and we walk past people, and we tell people about God, and we invite them back to our church. But that's not what uh, uh, the church is for. I, I kind of think I got frustrated because I realized that God is judging this world, and the reason why I realized God is judging this world is because of even what happened when it came to. Uh, 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 Joel Osteen with his uh, not letting people into the church and everything like that, which that really doesn't matter to me. My heart was grieving for the people that was in Houston anyway. So that didn't really do it. But what did it was the comments from people who who, who were uh, quote, quote, unquote, of God. 
the people who call, considered themselves pastors, the people that considered themselves leaders and teachers and, and evangelists and, and the people that considered themselves to love God were justifying even the fact that a building existed that can help people. But I would never call a building a church. I would never in my life call a building a church. Because I do realize that a building is not a church. And even the concept of a building to be the church has sucked millions and billions and trillions of dollars away from the truly needed people in this world. Now, if we were called to just help those that look like us, then it would be different. But, but it's not so. See, Jesus even sat with people that didn't look like the people, like, like, like the scribes and the Pharisees, the people who thought they had God. Now, people are going to sit here and say, well, what are we supposed to do? Where are we supposed to meet? How are we supposed to, to, to hear collectively the word of God? That's where I got my problems at. Because collectively we're not hearing the word of God. You can take one scripture and have a thousand different interpretations. Thousands. Which is what created all these churches in the first place. I, I remember posting, if you go onto my, my Facebook page, you can see a chart where it started out with the five apostles and Jesus Christ, or I'm sorry, the twelve apostles and Jesus Christ, and it broke off into five different directions, and then it broke off into ten different directions, and then it broke off in hundreds and thousands of different directions based off what people didn't want to hear. But the Bible never described church as an organization or building. The Greek word ecclesia means a called out assembly. The word describes a group of people who understand and hear the scriptures taught by someone. You know, I was even reading the other day the, the scripture where it says, how can you hear without a preacher? Uh, um, that was talking about Jesus Christ. How can he come unless he was sent? It wasn't talking about a man-made doctrine that we created to put someone in front of somebody and have them speak to the masses of people because that's just like what Jesus condemned as we're going to talk about here today. But that's our understanding of what church is. And depending on how much fun we have at church, that becomes the true church. Paul had a concern with this. He had a concern, and he wrote in his letters. And, and in First Corinthians, and I'm sorry, let's go to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter two, verses eight is one, eight and one. It says, "We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia." Now, what if you change that word churches to understand that it's the ecclesia or a called-out assembly or a called-out people? What if you understood that that way and said that he had a concern for the people of Macedonia that thought like Jesus Christ, that understood what Jesus Christ understood? His concern for, for the individual people as the bride of Christ or that Christ said he has many brides. Or did he have a bride? In James chapter 2, verse 14 through 20, it says, What do it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith and not have works? Can 
faith save him if a brother or a sister be naked or destitute of food, and one of you say unto him, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give him not those things which are needful to the body, what do it profit? Even so, faith, if it not have works, is dead. Being alone, yea, a man say, Thou hast faith, I have works, show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. But the devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? See, I know and I submit to you that church building is not how we're supposed to do it. If that church building takes away from feeding people, then something is wrong. I'm going to give you a scripture real quick. Hang on, let me find this. Here goes scripture. Acts chapter uh, Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Now you do have to understand also that the word church is only found about 80 times in the uh, uh, New Testament. And it, every time it was talking about a people. It wasn't talking about a building. Acts chapter 4 verse 35 says, uh, um, man, let's go back up one. Let's go back up to 40. Oh, wow, this is good stuff. Let's go to Acts chapter 4, verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and to grant unto thy servants that with all boldness, that they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done in the name of holy, uh, that holy child Jesus Christ. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, um, where they were assembled together, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Hmm. Here we go again. Said they were assembled together. Did that mean mega church? No. It's talking about people that was assembled together. Now I get it that you can't have five thousand people um, in a park somewhere, but here's the, here's the problem that I have. The problem that I have is not understanding exactly what we were talking about or what they were talking about because going into the scripture, I've heard this taken out of context, which which is pretty much impossible to do, but people have done it. I've seen it done. I've seen it done. As a matter of fact, I have to tell you this, and I know some of you that's listening and is going to hear this have been in the same position. I believe that you have been in a position where you didn't have any money and you gave it unto the church believing that God is going to triple your money and give it back to you even though you paid your bill money or everything like that and then nothing happened. And then people will sit back and say, well, that's because it, it, your faith was off or, or you didn't believe or anything like that. No, because you gave to a pyramid scheme. To support a church, not body, building. Now, I've witnessed, this is something that I witnessed. I saw over $120,000 raised one night at one of the ministries that I used to belong to, $120,000. And people 
when they see the money there, as it starts to accumulate, they want to continue to get more because people like to see lots of money, I guess. I don't know. But um, when they did it and kept doing it, and then it was, it was um, they added up the total for $120,000, I was sitting there going, wow, how much of that is going back to the congregation? How much of that is going out? Oh, well, we, we got bills to pay is what I was told because I did ask. You know, there was a lot of money raised the other day. Um, I need some help now. You know, I gave I gave my money. I need some help. And I was told, we can't help you. you we, we'll pray for you. That's what I was told. And I was like, well, can I get my money back, just the part that I gave? And here's a scripture that they gave me. Acts chapter 4, verse 30. Two. Uh, oh no, thirty-five. And they laid um, money at the apostles' feet. And and no, nope, that's not the one. That's not the one. Let me back up a little bit. Verse four, verse thirty-three. And with great power gave the apostles witness for the resurrection of the Lord, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there among them that lacked, for as many as they possessed, or houses or lands, they sold them and bought prices. Uh, um, the things that were sold and laid down at the apostles' feet. And that's what I was just told to stop right there. But they never finished the scripture that said, and distribution was, was made unto every man according to he had a need. The church building has became a haven for tax dollars and, and, and fight church, um, uh, money from the church. That's what it became. It stopped being the ecclesia of, of God and became a Corporate headquarters for God's word, I guess. I don't know how, you know, how else you would say that, but that's what it, it became to be. Jesus never said to build church buildings. He never said that. He said, go and preach the good news. But how can you preach the good news if you're not regurgitating what you hear? And then I would have more sympathy or understanding for the buildings if the buildings didn't become breeding ponds. Because someone will get into a church and sit there for years and never once use or say anything that was said to them on Sunday. Because it, it became for us. Now, I know I'm not alone. I know that I'm not the only one that, that um, people have... Have have listened or heard anything about that? The ecclesia meant we're supposed to be dropouts of society. We're supposed to be the called out ones. Um, wherefore, come out, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, which is the system, and I will receive you. If you understand that that is the true church that Jesus was talking about, don't touch that thing. And if we were called out of the world, then how come there's a church just about on every corner in a poor community? Because if that thing is in the world, oh, my God, listen to this. If, if, if we are called out of the world, why do we create something like the world has created and set it in the communities where we believe that we can get the most money? You don't see a church on every corner in a, in a rich neighborhood. You may see one big one and they go there. Because the churches target the poor. 
poor needs hope. There's a lot more pain in the ghetto. And this is not a black and white thing. This is just the truth. There's a lot more in the ghetto. It's not a black thing. There's also white ghettos with churches on every corner. Jesus' body, the true church, are genuine Christian believers in God who follows what Jesus said, go preach, saying the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. So I ask you, what is the church? The Bible says in Ephesians 1, um, verse 22, and have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness that that uh, um, followed all in all, that followed all in all. That means that our head is supposed to be Jesus Christ. How can the head of the church be a pastor, a bishop, an apostle? Because we're looking at the wrong God. We've come up with certain things, and I know people are going to challenge this, but that's all right. That's okay. Because I got scriptures that back me up. Colossians 2 and 11, in whom you are all circumcised with the circumcision, not made with hands, without hands, in putting off the body of sins, the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism, wherein ye also are risen with him through the faith of operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Paul, 1 Corinthians 15 and 9. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Paul had persecuted the church. He didn't persecute a building. He persecuted the people who considered themselves the church. He didn't just go blow up buildings. They look for people, select people. You can be crazy and, and preach all you want, but they wanted the people that was talking about the coming of a kingdom. Paul persecuted the ones that were following the teachings of Jesus Christ. That's what they thought was blasphemy. That's what they thought was, was against what they had set up or what they believed. Because this man, Jesus Christ, is coming. He said, bring in the kingdom of God. And let me ask you this. With all the foolishness, since God is not the author of chaos, do you think that Jesus, if he was alive today, would walk in any one of these church buildings? Paul said he had persecuted the ecclesia of God, the called-out assemblies, the congregation of believers whom God has called out of the world into his wonderful life. First uh, Peter chapter, First uh, Peter uh, chapter two and nine. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may claim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, it's not to say that everybody that owns a building and calls it the church, 
uh, is a bad person or anything like that. But what I'm telling you is you can do more good by taking that overhead and giving it back to the people who need it. The word uh, church in the New Testament was also referred to the assembly of people. Stephen called the people of Israel the assembly, the ecclesia in the wilderness. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai with our fathers who received the living oracles to give to us. Acts chapter 19, 39. But if you seek anything further, it shall be settled in the regular assembly. The Ecclesia is referring to, to citizens. Talking about people. Now, the church needs to see itself as a called out assembly of God. It needs to see that we are different than the world does things. But we run the church like a business. And that's just like the world runs the church. How can you make a difference? How can you help somebody? People don't want to come in to, to do that. Let's go to Amos chapter 5. Let me pull that up. And a lot of people will say I'm wrong or whatever. That's okay. I've been, I've been told that before. I'm not worried about that. But what I'm trying to get the people to see is that if you are the church, then it's time to act like the church. <clears throat> you got people who... who do more good on the outside than on the inside. Let's go to Amos chapter 5. Chapter verse 21. I hate, you know, let's go back up so I know who's who you're talking about, who, who's speaking. Let's go to 18. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and is not light. Wow. As if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him or went into the house and leaned on his hand on the wall and a serpent bit him. Wow. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark and no brightness in it? See, let me tell you what's going on. Oh, this is good stuff. Let me tell you what was going on. They had set up a church. And I'm talking about church building-wise. They set up, they built the church. And they were claiming that if this was the day of the Lord, this is the day of the Lord, like Sunday, like we do on Sunday. This is the Lord's Day. Come, praise and worship with us. You know, like that. And don't think I got anything against praise and worship or anything because I do praise my God. I do worship my God. I do believe what Jesus taught when he said, go preach, saying, the kingdom 
of God is at hand, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, but you have to understand what that really means. If you don't know what the kingdom of God is, that's the mistake that we made. If you look at all the things about what the kingdom of God is, you have to understand that the kingdom of God was given to a church. It was given to a person. It was given to a people. The kingdom of God was given to Jesus Christ to be head of the church. Come on now. Oh, this is good stuff. He said, "He said, son, this is God. Here's the message. I want you to go and save the world, meaning people, you know, us. I want you to go give this message to the children. Of Israel, the chosen people, give it to them. That's why I remember we read last week, um, Jesus couldn't go to, to anywhere else except for the children of Israel. Even when the girl came up, the woman came up, and he said, uh, it's not right for me to take the bread from the children and cast it to dogs. Remember we talked about that? And everybody was like, wow, that's pretty harsh for Jesus to tell that to a woman. And she said, yeah, but even the dogs eat from the master's table. And he was like, great is your faith. Now, as great as your faith with what she said, how is that any different from what we're supposed to do? Our faith and greatness only comes from Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. We talked about in Jesus' name before and have to understand that in Jesus' name means that God sees Jesus, not me. Because if he saw me, he wouldn't like what he sees. So we say in Jesus' name so that we can go to God in Jesus' name, and instead of him seeing a sinner, he sees Jesus Christ. Not saying that repentance is not turning away from sin, making us sons and daughters of God, but you do have to understand the proper context of what these scriptures and what Jesus brought us the kingdom of God with. When he brought the kingdom, he gave it to us because it was given to him. Jesus is the head of the church. Now, you can say all day long, well, I don't consider myself the head, or well, I'm not the head, I'm just the pastor, or anything like that, but look how they worship you as the head. Look how they idolize you as the head. Look how they do for you as the head. Look how they come to you as the head. Come on now, now, now that's called idol worship. Let me finish. What's going on here? Now, they created this church. They created this building. And the word says, well, what are you doing? Because that's like a man that was leaving a lion and a bear met him. Or, or he went to the house and leaned his hand on the wall and a snake bit him. You went from the frying pan into the fire. He said, shall not the deceit. See, this is good stuff. Because the day of the Lord that the people say, which is this is God's day, and why can't we give God his praise on this day? If you really knew what the day of the Lord was, it wouldn't be something that you're jumping around for. Because the day of the Lord is judgment. Let's keep going. Oh, my God, this is good. He says, he says uh, Amos chapter 5, verse 20. Uh, shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark and no brightness in it? I hate, I despise your feast days. I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. Oh, there's that word again. Do ye offer me burnt offerings and your meat offerings? I will not accept them. Neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beasts. 
Thou take away from me the noise of your songs, for I will not hear the melodies of your violas. But let judgment run down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. Mighty stream, have ye offered unto me sacrifices and offerings unto the wilderness forty years, O house of Israel? But you have borne the tabernacles of your Moloch and your Chun and your images, the star of your God, small g, which ye had made unto yourselves. Therefore I will cause you to go into captivity beyond Damascus, um, saith the Lord, whose name is the God, big G, of hosts. We're talking about the way God views what we're doing. We create churches. The church is the same on every corner. No, it's a different name. But then these names, oh, well, we're Baptist, we're, we're Catholic, we're Protestant, we're Pentecostal. Even non-denomination has became a denomination. How do I know? Because I was in it. When I first learned that the Bible and the scriptures wasn't talking about a religion, I became non-denominational. When I joined the military, they said, hey, when you, if you die, um, what do you want us to put on your dog tags? I said non-denominational. It became a denomination. It became a denomination. Oh, this is good stuff. Now, I'm not condemning the church body. I don't like the church builders because guess what? All the money that people spend on the maintenance of that church could be feeding the hungry. Because this is what it was all about. Because let me tell you something. The reason why they was upset with Joel Osteen, I've heard people talk all kind of things about it, about um, you can't do it and, and it's illegal to do but I can open my home up to whoever I want to open my home up to. Revelation chapter 2, verse 6. But thou, but this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nickelodeons, which I also hate. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit say unto the churches. To him that overcome, overcome will I give to eat of the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God, and to the angel of the church in Smyrna write these, things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say that they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou suffer. See, oh, this is Revelations now. This is Revelations talking. Now, we have the ministry or the doctrine of prosperity. We have the ministry of grace, the, 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 the message of all the faith. We have all these gospels now that we created, and there's only one gospel, which is the kingdom of God. Now, I've even known people that believe that Jesus or God wants us all to be rich, except for we are already rich. We just don't know how to be rich. Remember last week we were sitting there talking, and, and, and I said this. I said, you know, when you're talking about the kingdom of God, you're talking about the will of God. You know, a lot of people would sit back and look at all the terrible things that's happening on the earth and blame God and choose to say that there is no God. 
There is no God. I remember hearing all these things about um, how could God allow these things to happen. But, see, we never take responsibility for what we do. We meaning man. We're the ones that destroyed this world. But even in this, this destructive world with the nastiness and all the things that people come, I look at the compassion of the people that was in Houston or that's in Houston, the way they come together. Now, if they can only stay that way, why does it take a disaster for people to show love to one another? Because when everything is fine, we hate each other. It's not the church. Even in the midst of that, where people were compassionate, Joel Osteen, and I believe he just didn't do it at the time for whatever reason, it really doesn't even matter. But look at the hate that came in because of that one act, and that's supposed to be the church. If the scriptures say that, that the church is one body, one mind, we think alike, then why do we all think differently? And I'm not talking about one and one is two things. I'm talking about Christ. How come everyone that believes that they're the church has no idea what the kingdom of God is and they'll stand in front of you Sunday after Sunday and preach about faith, preach about grace, preach about the giving and how you're supposed to give to receive and not knowing that that's talking about love and not know the message of Christ, not knowing what the kingdom of God is. Not knowing nor understanding about what the church is. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 4 through 8. For just that we have member, many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function. So we, who are many, are of one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Since we have gifts that differ according to grace given to each of us, um, each of us is to exercise them according. If prophecy according to the propitiation of his faith, if service in his serving, if he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, or he who gives liberally, or he who leads with diligence, he who sows shows mercy with cheerfulness. All these things, it's talking about all these different and separate teachings. Uh, verse 10, to be devoted one to another in brotherly love, to give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hurt, preserving in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality, bless those who persecute you, and bless and do not curse, uh, rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty minded. Associate um associate do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil to evil for anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Wait a minute. This is the church you're talking about. I've seen. See, I'm, I'm telling you what I've seen. I'm telling you about uh, the different ministries that I pastored at. I'm telling you about some of the, 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 the foolishness that goes on. I've, I've seen churches turn away people 
who wasn't of that same ministry and wouldn't give them a dime because they didn't belong to that church. And that's when my stomach started to turn about this concept that we believe church is. I know people's not going to like what I said, but you open your church, your door. You open your heart. It's what the whole plea that I'm telling you today. You open your heart. Because we can always have an excuse to say, I can't help anybody because I gave to the church. This is going to be too long, so I, I got a lot more to say and a lot more to teach, but I, I want to have everyone understand that the church is people. First Timothy 3 and 5, for if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? How can you care for people if you can't manage yourself? Uh, what is the church? The true church is the bride of Christ. Is what it's talking about. Revelation 21 and 2. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. The, the church. Now, it didn't say Jesus had many wives. It said he has a bride. We need to get into altar calls. We need to get into the, 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 the Last Supper, which we already did before. We need to revisit that. We need to, to, to realize about all these things that we adopted to try to make. You know what? i got to do this one. I'm sorry. I want to show you all something. I want to read something to you all. Matthew chapter 17, verse 4. And this is the last scripture for the day. Matthew 17, um, nope, not the last one, but Matthew 17, and I'm going to read something in Matthew 16. Um, but it says, Matthew 17 and 4, Then Peter, then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he yet spake, uh, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed him, and behold, a voice came out of the cloud and said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. But I want to give you the definition of overshadow. Because that's what we've done. We, we've done, we made a mistake like Peter was about to. Peter, if, 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 if the word didn't speak, oh, this is good stuff. If the word didn't speak, I like that. The word spoke. The word overshadowed what Peter wanted to do, which was go build altars or three church buildings to honor the revelations that he seen or that he received. But overshadow means to tower above, to submit to, to cast a shadow over, to shade, to darken, conceal, obscure, to screen, to appear much more prominent or important than Whatever you just said, Peter, it overshadowed him, and the voice said, no. See, that was not an agreement from God for Paul to build altars or churches in the honor of the revelation he received. That was a mandate from God to tell Peter, hear my son, 
Listen to what he said. He told you everything that you need to know for life and godliness, which is in the kingdom of God. That's what I need you to listen to. Matthew chapter 16, verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, Jesus giving Peter these keys to the kingdom of heaven was not Peter being the church or the foundation of the church. It was about the revelation that Peter got. He said, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, that upon this revelation, upon this rock, am I going to build my people. This is how I'm going to build my people, knowing that I am the Son of God. I am the one that you said I am. See, we have to understand that, that what Jesus preached, like we talked about earlier in Mark chapter 15, he said, time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. But that four-part answer was confusing people. People have no idea what the kingdom of God is. People think it's the building. They think it's a church. Some people think it's heaven. But until we can come together on understanding that this teaching or the kingdom of God, we're going to need to keep building churches all over the place. We're going to keep need to build them because evidently everybody's not saying the same thing and there are lost people out here. Now, am I saying that church don't give people joy? No, because people generally feel good, you know, when they go to church. Yeah, they feel good. I mean, it makes them feel good. And if you got somebody that understands the kingdom of God and you collectively there with a, with a group of people and, and you got this building and everything's okay. But that's where people stop is the problem that I have. You're not hearing me. That's the problem that I have because people stop. And all during the week they treat people like dirt. They 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 don't they don't give. They don't help nobody. They don't say nothing to nobody. They gossip. They 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 do all these nasty things until Sunday. And God is not the author of confusion. All these things are good until Sunday. Then Sunday you're holier than thou. You don't give during the week. You'll ride right past or just like the priest did with the uh, Samaritan, step over the person in need to get to where you were going. You go around them a long way. But we feed people. Feed people every day. Now, don't get me wrong. The Bible says if you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an infidel. I'm not saying don't take care of your family, but I'm telling you that the Bible, the scripture that we just read, says if you send somebody away and you have the means to help them and you don't help them, 
And what good is you? What's that? What good are you? But I'm gonna stop right there because this we can go on and talk about this for a long time. Anybody got any questions? I know this is a hard message. It is. It is a hard message, but the word ecclesia means the called out assembly. When you you can go get fed and you can call people, and, and I, people have talked about me doing it the way I'm doing it, um, even on, on the broadcast line like that, but we have touched over 600,000 people's lives, and it didn't cost them a dime. We have a we have right now if it's over six or seven hundred thousand people, but guess what? It doesn't cost them a dime, and yet they're still getting the word. They're still hearing the message that Jesus preached. So don't tell me we have to have a church on every corner because it's just not true. You have to have the church in you enough to believe and understand the message that Jesus preached so you can go preach that message, like the Bible says, and then you go take that message and then you spread that message. That's the one you spread. God is calling us to be separate from the world. If I go build another church just like every other church or building and fill it with people looking for freedom, that only finds bondage. If I set up a hierarchy uh, of, of leadership, then that's just like a business from the top down. It's not from the inside out. But I want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, I want to thank you for listening, and I encourage you to go look it up for yourself. Start out looking up the word church in the Bible, you can do it on a computer, everybody got computers now, and you can find out all 80 times where the church is mentioned in the New Testament. The first building of a church didn't come until 200 years after Jesus, this is, 200 years after Jesus died, that's when the first church building existed. 200 years, 200 years. Something to think about. Amen. Father, we thank you. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, because you are able, Lord God. And Lord, we ask that you continue to transform us. Transform us, Lord God. Father, we thank you for everything that you have said, everything that you have done, everything that you have given us for life and godliness. Father, we bless you, Lord God, because you have truly changed us. You have washed us in your word, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Sing 
Somebody holler, 